Yvette McLean and Diana Wright of Speak, The Universe Listens. What we love doing is inspiring and providing the tools needed for our listeners all over the globe to be your best selves, to live your best lives, and to easily create abundance in your relationships, finances, and health. Today's topic is Angels in Our Midst, Part 2. So today we have joining us in our studio once again, Corrine McLean, also known as Miss Coco or Mama. (laughs) (laughs) We enjoyed you so much last time and I'm so happy that you're here today to continue to share with us about angels. So welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, did you have any stories for us about um, experiences that you have had with angels? Yes, I do. Um, <clears throat> when my children were very, very young, there, uh, there was a new store that had opened up in Richmond, and it was called Giant Open Air Market. And Giant Open Air Market is famous in Norfolk. And I used to go there a lot when I was a teenager. So I was thrilled that Giant Open Air Market was in Richmond. And I wanted to take my children there to to enjoy the experience that I had. So when I came out to the store, I had given each child, I had four children still. I was giving each child a bag. In those days, we had paper bags, not plastic. And I looked at the sky and said, oh no, it's going to rain and we're not going to make it to the bus stop. Now, before we left home, I had just given my children a, a pet talk. Do not accept rides from strangers. <laughs> okay. A, t- a car drove up, and it was a blue and white car. They said, Would you like a ride home? And I looked at the sky and I looked at my children. I said, Yes. <laughs> And uh, there was a man and a woman, and we, the children and I, we got into the back seat, and she took us on home and said, what do I owe you? She said, nothing. I said, I want to give you something. No, just pay it forward. Do something for somebody else. And I said, oh, okay. And I was very, very thankful. My children didn't get wet. I didn't lose my groceries. <laughs> so we got home safely. And I sat down and wondered about, the, about what had just happened. And it popped into me like, they were angels. They come here on earth to help me out. And I started crying because I was so thankful. And <clears throat> I, I was just 
just full of gratitude. Mm-hmm. But I was, I, I think it was the next day when I realized I told my children, don't surprise or strangers. But neither one of them say anything about this conversation, so I'm going to leave it alone. Because <laughs> normally they would say something. <laughs> hey, I would have been there, well, Mom, you just say it. <laughs> we can't get in that car. <laughs> and, um, so that was one experience. And then I had a, another experience um, years later. This time, my children all grown, and I had been uh, taking care of this young man during his teenage life. He was graduating from high school, and he lived in North Carolina. And I. I borrowed a car and drove all the way to North Carolina, not even thinking about I have to have a ticket to get into the graduation. So this lady, after I got there, this lady got out of the car, tall, thin lady, and she came straight to me. And I'm like, wonder why is she coming to me? And she asked me, how did it get into the, the building, or which building it is? I said, I don't really know, but I think it's that building over there. And so it was time to, um, for the graduation to start. And I went to the building. I said, oh, no, good people crowding in, trying to push themselves in. Because I imagine everybody didn't have a ticket, so everybody was crowding in and pushing. And then she came up from behind me, and she held up her hand like this. You need a ticket for uh, getting here? I say, yeah. She had all these tickets in her hand. And then she pulled one out and gave it to me. <laughs> and I went on in. And then I sat down. And I, started thinking, where is she? I looked all around in the place. I did not see her anywhere. I said, well, I've been very thankful for this ticket. I said, I wanted, you know, wanted to thank her again. And this graduation was over. I walked all over the, the uh, parking lot, and I didn't see that car. I didn't see her. I said, something strange about this. <laughs> <laughs> and then it dawned on me, she's an angel. <laughs> she came here to give me a ticket. And no money asked for it or nothing. She just pulled it out. Like she had plenty. She, and she asked, I was the only one that I heard her ask. And, then, and I couldn't find her anywhere. And I sit in my car and just cried again. I was so thankful for the ticket. Oh, yeah, because that's a long drive. Get there and can't get in. <laughs> yeah, sure was. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, she is. So do you have any um, suggestions for things we should do as it relates to angels? Well, one thing is important to us and the angels. They really want to, us to communicate with them. You know, they are called our companion angels. They don't like to be called com uh, guardians. Guardian angels. Why? Because that's not what they are. They are our companions. They are brothers and sisters. To us? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the way they want to be treated. And they like to, for us to talk to them, ask them to do things for us. And they like to have fun with us. You know, they are our best friends. They want us to know they are our best friends. Because they know more of the truth than we as humans do. So let's just say, um, to me, the feeling is that we're never alone. And they are the reminders that we are never alone. And so let's say if um, I'm having a hard time at work and everything is going wrong, instead of me getting frustrated and things like that, I could actually ask the angels to help me in this situation. Yes, you can. Because um, the first thing they will say, love you. Let the frustration go and love yourself. And, and you'll start to see that when you put yourself in that positive mode, you start to feel better. You don't need anybody else to say, oh, you poor thing. You know, just put yourself in that positive mode. Loving yourself, loving yourself, love yourself. And don't, don't think about the uh, frustration that's going on. So um, I know a lot of times you would always say, I love me or I love us. Did you get that from the angels? That. Yeah, I would say yes. Because, you know, some, or either I say be happy, enjoy yourself. Because it feels like somebody is talking to me or whispering to me. So I take that to be God's voice or the angel's voice. I would say yes. So I read this book. It was years and years ago, um, but it was called something like Where Angels Walk. And that book, oh, it touched me to my core. And it was really just a collection of stories that people, I guess probably from around the world, had talked about, had shared um, their experiences of angels and the way that that book changed me because I remember so it was it's just so many terrific stories that you know just make you have chill bumps or whatever but I remember a story 
where, and I, I don't remember the details, but all I remember is that someone's house had caught on fire, mm-hmm. and they were maybe like at work or something. Okay. And then they got the call that the house was on fire, and you know, so forth and so on. Anyway, some kind of way, the angel intervened. By the time they got to their house, the house was no longer on fire. As a matter of fact, the house had never been on fire. Like, it was, had never been on fire. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Right. Okay. But it had happened. But it didn't happen. So, <laughs> okay. It, but it was so many stories like that in the book. Um, like, it was a story where this older lady was, it was like ice. It had snowed and stuff. And she was at church, and it was ice all the way down the steps. Um, when they were trying to leave church, and it was like the steps were like high, you know, it was like a lot of steps, and she was just petrified about going down the steps, mm-hmm. and so, but she had to go, and so she started going, and she slipped, and she fell all, all the way, way to the bottom, and when she opened her eyes, she was standing at the top of the steps again. <laughs> but let me tell you how okay. these stories, and I'm gonna just tell one more story. Okay. <laughs> so another story was this lady who um, I guess she may have gotten off work really late and she had to walk in the dark by herself and she had seen these um, this man who looked really sinister and she kind of got a little afraid like mm, you know and it was like very deserted and it was just this man and anyway she just kept going and she went on home and stuff like that but the next morning she found out that someone had gotten raped right there in that spot mm-hmm. And so, of course, they were like, if anybody has any information. So she went to say, well, I saw someone. So anyway, they had gotten that man in custody, right? And it was the man. Wow. Right? And so she said, well, do you remember me coming through? And he said, yeah. And she said, well, why didn't you attempt to rape me? And he said, why would I? You had those two big giant dudes with you. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. you> know? <laughs> so of course, and I'm thinking, where was the other ladies' angels? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but that's neither here nor there. But let me tell you how the book itself changed me, because what I realized is when things have already happened, you can still undo them. You can get a do-over. And so let's say if I go to a job interview and I just screw it up. Right, and I just be like, oh Lord, I screwed that job, and there's no way that I'm gonna get that job. I'll, I'll remember, I get a do over, and so I'll just put in my head, like, they're gonna remember how you know, um, basically, they're gonna remember me in a way that despite they're not gonna see it as a screw up, they're gonna see it as this was the absolute best applicant that mm-hmm. has come through the door, and this is who I want. And so I'll like reframe it, whatever happened, I'll make it like what I want it to be. And I'll put that energy on it. So it's like, it doesn't matter what really happened because I can make something different be the outcome or Mm -hmm. make something different happen. And so that's what I'll do. I'll do the do-overs and it's because of that that book (laughs) about Mm -hmm. angels. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, do they give us second chances like that? I, I think so, because uh, I have read something about you can go into your past and change things around, or you can go into your future and change things around. So, Ms. Coco, are there any bad angels? No, there are not any bad angels. 
All the angels are good angels. But talking about bad angels, that's a whole new topic. But this, as we think of bad angels, there's no no bad angels. Okay. Okay. So again, <laughs> this has been an interesting conversation about angels. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Yes, it's been great. It's been fun. <laughs> Terrific. So. <laughs> Hopefully everyone has been enlightened a little bit about angels and intrigued and maybe you can do some reading about angels or just go ahead and start trying to talk to your angels and getting quiet and listening to them. Maybe give them a name, each each of your two angels a name. And <laughs> just know that you're never alone. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So until next time, this is Arvette. This is Diana. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I have a free gift for you. Check out my website at www.arvettemclean.com. That's A-R-V as in Victor, A-T-M-C-C-L-A-I-N-E.com for your free gift and to find more goodies to help you create the life that you would absolutely love.